Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. You know, obviously, again, a win is, is always nice. That, that's what we're looking for, and they're they're hard to come come by in this league. And our guys did that. Play action down the middle of the field. It is Robinson into the end zone. Touchdown, Chicago. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Happy we won, but it's not good enough. Not nearly good enough from this offense, from myself. Can't have the turnovers. Got to be better on third down. Got to be better in the red zone. We just got to find ways to get better and improve and quit making mistakes, especially myself. With WGN's Adam Hogue. Phenomenally good. Yes. Yes, he is. And from the athletic, Adam Johns. Wow. That boy is good. What he said. The ball is loose. Stripped out of there by Khalil Mack. We're all in this together, so, I mean, I make mistakes, everybody else makes, makes mistakes, and obviously they get highlighted, especially with the season we're having, but we found a way to win today, and I just got to pick your brothers up. Here they are, the Adams. Oh, this feels good. Hogan Johns. Well, hey, how about that, a victory? Kinda. 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 It's a actual victory, not really a moral victory, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say something, though. It did not seem like the Bears won. If you talk to just Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky, they seem like they, they, they lost this game. But yeah. it is a victory. Uh, Mitch did have a couple touchdowns, a couple bad interceptions as well. But it still counts in the record book, Adam. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky said, happy we won. But it's not good enough. And that's just an accurate statement right there. Uh, welcome in. Hogan Johns from Soldier Field as the Bears beat the very bad New York Giants 19-14 today. Uh, just a game you couldn't lose. It, it, this is one of those where the win doesn't really help you all that much, but a loss would have just set this whole thing on fire even more than it already was. And, it, and, it, and in some ways... Right, it's gasoline and the already burning fire. Well, because this was one of those games where there was plenty of things to be upset about. But in the NFL, if you come away with the W, none of it seems as bad as it kind of actually was. Oh, a loss would have been... like It's, it's already a bad, disappointing season. But the, the Giants coming into town and ending their, what, six-game losing streak? Six-game yeah. losing streak here would have been... It's already, bad. it's already a bad year, but like, just it would make something... It would make it that much more awful, right? Salt in the open moon, you know, gasoline on the open fire. All those cliches and, and analogies would have applied, but the Bears somehow found a way despite looking absolutely horrendous at times. Uh, well, you can follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns for uh, all our reaction from this game. And online, you can read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. The Athletic, TheAthletic.com. I want to do this now before I forget, but with the short week coming up here, Bears headed to Detroit on Thanksgiving. We will have the same amount of podcasts for you. Um, the Athletic Pod 
this is okay to promote yes, now? Yes, you can. Okay. Yep. Uh, the Athletic Pod this week will be a bit different, and actually, both of our podcasts this week will come out on Tuesday. So you get a double header on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, our regular preview pod will preview the Bears game against the Lions. We'll do our picks like we normally do, give you everything from Hallis Hall that comes out the next couple days. Uh, that will be everywhere you usually listen to it, iTunes, Google Play, all those great places where you listen to our podcast, and we appreciate you subscribing. That's where that episode will be. Also on Tuesday, this week's bonus podcast on The Athletic is a little different because... Adam Johns here, and our man, the fish man, Kevin Fishbane, put together the Bears All-Decade Team, which is really cool. I, I think it'll be a fun little debate. Yeah. Some major debate in some positions, but yeah. I think you'll enjoy the episode. Yeah, uh, it, it's a fun one, and uh, the piece that they put together, that's fun too. It's going to be released on Tuesday morning on The Athletic, and so will our episode uh, talking about the All-Decade team. Both of those will be released early Tuesday. So that one will probably come out before our preview episode, which will probably come out a little bit later on Tuesday. Um, But there's a lot to get to this week, and we're happy we're we're still able to get you all the content you'd normally get. Yeah, I I would just say this before we get back to digesting what we just watched here at Soldier Field. It's a good trip down memory lane. I don't think we've ever really uttered the names of some of these players. I'm not going to give it away here. Um, uh, On this podcast, at least not often, not frequently. Some of these guys are from a different different era i still would say of bears football a better more successive more successful consistently more successful era of bears football and our man ernie scatton put together a fire open for it too so that'll take you down expect nothing less from him that'll take you down memory lane as well all right uh Hopefully, this game today we won't be remembering for very long. Um, Matt Nagy said he's he made it sound like he's not even going to watch it. I imagine he'll still watch. Yeah, it, it sounds quickly. like he's put installs in for the the yeah. the um, what they play the Lions already. He said he's <laughs> going tonight, to yeah. he's going to his office at House Hall and getting ready for the Lions. Um, but we that's why we're here. We'll still put this one to bed. And um, Mitch Trubisky today twenty five of forty one, one touchdown. Two interceptions, a uh, passer rating of 69. Nice. That's a nice passer rating. Um, His day could have been better if Ben Broniker doesn't drop that pass over the middle. If the long completion Allen Robinson doesn't get called back because of Cody Whitehair's hands to the face, which apparently there was confusion on the TV broadcast. They kept focusing on Charles Leno. Cody Whitehair did indeed. Oh, yeah. No, no. It was pretty egregious, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right on the helmet of Dexter Lawrence. Now, some people correctly pointed out that the the, um, Giants had their hands on some faces of the Bears' offensive linemen, too. And actually, one of the replays did show, like, Rashad Coward's face mask getting grabbed. That's that's great and all. Um, It still would have been offsetting penalties bringing back the long completion. Yes, yes. Like, I thought he was good today. Let me let me correct that. Like the, the two minutes at the the end of the first half, he was good. He had a couple nice throws. Anthony Miller, he, he was on point uh, with Allen Robinson. We we saw yak today, Adam. We saw yak, yak. We never see yak from the Bears. Yards after catch. So that was a, a pleasant surprise. They still should have torched them. I, 
two bad interceptions, really bad interceptions. One, they're, they're considering a miscommunication between him and Allen Robinson. That would be the one into the end zone. I don't know what he was trying to do on, on the other one to the Javon Wims. That was just an awful throw. He had that one maybe forced pass in the end zone to Anthony Miller that could have been picked off. But like in general, it felt like a like an okay day today. And I, I almost feel like Matt Nagy's assessment of him is just, for the first time, perfect without embellishment. He said he was running the offense. Yeah. Running the offense. That was his... Praise isn't the right word, but that's how he would describe Mr. Trubisky's day today. Look, I understand we are lowering the bar when we like talk about today's performance as like an acceptable quarterback performance. Look, the bottom line is Trubisky had been playing so poorly that we have to lower the bar a little bit. And you you got to just look for positives. And I do think these last three weeks has been a different guy than earlier in the season when he was downright awful a lot, okay? What I think it was impressive, and I'll, you know, as I always say, I reserve the right to change my mind after I watch the tape. But there were so many problems on offense today. That for me, for Trubisky to get out of this game with only one throw, that I'm like, well, what the hell was that? You know, the WTF Mitch moment yeah. that we get every week? That was the second interception. Where it's just like, why are you throwing what, the ball up? What did you see in the first place? And then second, you underthrew it by like 20 yards. Yeah. <laughs> That's an embellishment. It's like 10. <laughs> it's still bad. It's still bad. Still bad. <laughs> still bad. Yeah. Like, But the rest of the game... You know, even the first interception, clearly miscommunication with Allen Robinson. And the way I was watching Nagy talk to both Mitch and Allen on the sideline, it kind of looked like it might have been Robinson's fault. Right. Between right. the two of them. Right. Um, I, 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 although, I, I would say, I thought that ball was going to Anthony Miller. So, I did too. You weren't in Nagy's presser, right? And I walked in late. But, but Nagy yeah. said it was going to Allen Robinson, right. which is, that's a bad throw. <laughs> Uh, well, and depending on how he wanted to run his route, but yeah, that's, yeah. now I need to go back and look at it again because I'm I was shocked that the ball was going to Robinson. You're right; it seems really odd. Maybe an option route, or he went the wrong way based on the coverage, or Mitch saw the coverage wrong, thought he was going. I don't I don't know. What I thought was happening live is that he was throwing the ball to Anthony Miller, and that Robinson ran his route too deep, which brought his guy into the picture to sink back and pick it off. That's what I thought happened. But that's not what Nagy said after the game. Anyway, the point is that even on that play, there's some debate on whose fault it was. I'm sure there's some percentage that is on the quarterback. But I guess my overall point is he had that one awful, awful, awful throw. Other than that, this was a day where you had constant substitution problems, it seemed like. Guys lining up incorrectly again. And that's just gotten to the point where you got to... You got to point the finger at the coaching at some point mm-hmm. because it's just over and over and over again. Even the uh, the touchdown run that Trubisky had, Javon Wims isn't lined up correctly. Allen Robinson's trying to move everybody over. The play clock's l- l- running down. Nagy's trying to call timeout, and Mitch finally just snaps the ball and runs it in. <laughs> but even on that play. It didn't look that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to call a timeout on your your two point conversion, right? Which we, was right after that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you had a, had a whole calamity of, of things happen, starting with the the, the officials. Um, 
I, I don't know if like we should overly process what this game was. They beat a bad football team. Trubisky was just good enough. Uh, I, I took a lot of notes uh, on how much play action and how many times they moved the throwing point for him. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking, like, where the heck has this been? Or the scramble out of the end zone. Where the heck has this been? Especially in a week where he supposedly had hip injury. And then now they're now now this is the week where they they move him Did around. Did they the decide most? to move him around? Yeah, no. Let, let's say one thing. He he was a little bit banged up against the Rams, <laughs> but he should have continued to play. You know, practiced in full three days in a row. Yep. Um, and I, before I forget that the whole botch sequence with the two point conversion and then double penalties. Let's go through that actually. <laughs> All right, because it's just fun. Okay. So, <laughs> go ahead. I just mentioned the play where Trubisky scored. Even on that play, you had a bunch of problems with guys getting lined up properly. Then you line up for the two-point conversion. Once again, you have issues where Nagy had to call timeout on a two-point conversion. So you come out of the timeout. You run the play. Let's give Mitch credit. That was a nice throw. That looked like Nick Foles to Golden Tate in the playoff game in that same corner of the end zone last year where quick throw on point that throw requires accuracy it was there Taylor yep. Gabriel caught it unfortunately Allen Robinson's called for a pick iffy 50-50 call I thought Robinson could have sold it a little better it's also worth pointing out the guy he picked wasn't guarding Gabriel yeah. but whatever you get called for the penalty yeah, Robinson said later at, actually in the locker room that that wasn't a pick play and he was just running his route hmm well he, again, he could have sold the route. Better. But the whole point is about yeah. creating separation with your yeah. route. Yeah, like that's a good you're, point. you're supposed to be an impediment to people trying to get to the actual play call. But yeah. um, so then you get backed up, and you're going to kick a field goal now. And there's another substitution problem. So how many snaps in a row is there a substitution <laughs> problem or lineman problem? You know what I was thinking? I'm like, why is Hunter Hillenmeyer running out into the field? <laughs> I'm like, oh, never mind. Not Brent, Urban. Brent Urban. What is what is he doing? <laughs> well, so here's what happened. Because Nagy explained this. Um, Bobby Massey got hurt. And, and a, it sounded like it happened on the two-point conversion or on the touchdown or something. I'm a, a little confused. I'll have to go back and watch the tape to see which plays he was in on. But it happened right there. And he, the coaches actually did a good job, apparently, to figure out who was supposed to be out there in Massey's place. But then once they got lined up, whoever was lined up next to the guy that was in for Massey was confused why Massey wasn't in there. And so they started signaling for a sub because they thought they only had 10 guys on the And then field. out came Brent Urban. And then out come Brent. Here's Brent Urban. Hunter Hillenmeyer. Number 92. And uh, then that meant they had 12 guys on the field. So now that's a substitution <laughs> penalty. And then the best part is, after all that, you have a 48-yard field uh, extra point. 48-yard yeah. extra point. Right. I wonder what like Pat O'Donnell's thinking at that moment. Like, cause he, he counts the guys, has everybody set up, and all yeah. of a sudden, like, what the heck is going on right well, now? It looked like he was about to snap the ball. Yeah. Pinheiro was like lining up the field goal, and all of a sudden, Urban ran in front of them. <laughs> yeah. like, what is going on? And then Pinheiro misses the kick. Yes. Classic. Yeah, so, uh, those 48, 49-yarders are in this thing, apparently. But that that whole that whole thing was a microcosm of this entire but that's game. Like the, like, but they survived all that to beat the Giants. Like, I guess they should have. You know who didn't survive that though? 
whoever had Bears six and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the two point conversion would have made it seven. Instead, it was five. <sighs> Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Just a, a lot of stuff went wrong. Even the, the Bears defense likes to make things interesting. I feel like sometimes you know allowing. Uh, you know they're not very good in the fourth quarter. Now well. Yeah, that's been yeah. a theme like, like since Dan- the playoffs. Well, Daniel last Jones year. had that long run, and was, was that on fourth down? Um, and, and then you had—I I don't know what Eddie Jackson was doing on that play, but I don't know why he's not the deepest man in the field. And Golden Tate gets behind him. So yeah, not good. But like, I, I feel like we're doing like a, a post-game pod about a defeat here in a sense. Like we're almost coming off like Nagy and Trubisky. Like, well, that's what they—how they seemed after the game. Yes, yes. It, it, look. They should have beaten the Giants, should have beaten them by like 15 points more. Uh, I think the Bears were quite fortunate that they don't have uh, a field goal kicker. <laughs> like, they got their own kicker problems, or I should say long snapping problems. Can I say one thing? <laughs> How Im- impressive was that snap that just like. The rolled. hold was impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, like, have you ever seen one like spin and roll that way and reach the, the holder? No. Like, usually it may die or, or ricochet, you know, somewhere or the other. That thing just continued to spin towards the snapper, and, and it was an impressive hold. Yeah, the Giants, they had two missed field goals. Both of them bad snaps, one really bad. And that's the difference in the game right there, actually, if you think about it. Six points, but you're talking about the first one where it was literally a ground ball. <laughs> yes. But it yes. somehow stayed straight. Yes. And the holder picked it up perfectly, put it down like you could almost argue that the timing wasn't impacted and the kicker still should have made it. Right, right. But it's quite crazy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. But, hey, that's why they've now lost seven in a row. That's why the Bears should have beaten this team because they have errors like that. Bad, bad errors like that. As impressive as it may look at times. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess that's how I feel about this game is is they won. So what? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's kind of like what we said about the Rams when we were in L.A. last week. How many teams in the NFL would the Rams have actually beaten last Sunday night? Not many. And the Bears, same thing today. They played like this. How many teams would they have beaten? Not many. No. The Giants, Washington. By the way, the Lions lost to Washington today. Yeah. Oof. So this is setting up perfectly for to ruin everybody's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Even worse. <laughs> The, I, I, I'm, I think I'm picking the Lions this week. Really? That's my early. That's my early. Jeff Driscoll magic. I think he had like three or four interceptions today. Uh, I'll go back and watch the tape. <laughs> I'm sure it was ugly if they lost to Washington. So, do you want to play Mitch or, or Nagy right now? Uh, let's go Nagy first, then we'll get you Mitch. We'll he, we'll let you hear from both because you can kind of hear that neither of them seem too pleased with this one. Um, but I think they're also so disappointed in the entire season that no one's going to come up to the podium and start celebrating victories. Maybe if they beat the Lions and then they beat the Cowboys or something like that, you could start to, you know, party again. But um, here he is, Matt Nagy. Bears beat the Giants. Here's what the head coach had to say. All right, so to, to start off... Um you know, obviously, again, a win is, is always nice. That That's what we're looking for. And um, they're, they're hard to come come by in this league, and our guys did that. Uh, they, they uh, you know, going into halftime down 7-3, to three, um, it challenges you, again, offensively, just uh, with some of the struggles there. But then coming back out, and I think uh, now for several games in a row now, we've been able to come out and be efficient in that third quarter and put up points. So I was, I was happy with that. You could kind of feel the game turn right there with the defense getting stops, offense scoring. 
but then we'd like to finish there at the end with being able to um, you know hold that fourth and 18 play for the touchdown that they had and then offensively get that four minute offense where you get that first down on third and one and, and get some stuff going so we'll grow off of it we won't have much time to, to look at it coaches and players we're moving right on because we got such a short week what was your general feeling about the offense given that you know there was some positive yeah plays, but the Giants have been giving up way more points than 19 a game. yeah yeah no well and, and I'm with you I, I think that uh, you could feel it that we were moving the ball you know and I don't know exactly what the numbers were on on the the pass that got called back to a Rob 60 and what was it with Broniker uh, 29 so right there's almost 100 yards you know that and but that's there's you know that that goes on and we understand that now you just gotta you gotta regroup and stay together and none of that's intentional it's not because of effort you know uh, Ben Broniker's caught a lot of those in practice and our guys you know that it's it's a battle in there in the trenches with hands to the face and so um, you gotta regroup and so those are uh, you know we again I think red zone when you look at that we want to be a little bit better in the red zone and um, and then the other part of it too is that which it's obvious is just the communication part of getting in and out um and uh we had to use those those two timeouts for two different reasons but uh we we know that we want to get better at it and fortunately we were able to to uh you know get points and on mitch's uh, sweep on the touchdown yeah you trying to call timeout? I, well, it was. It was. I was going to call timeout if the, I, you didn't want to get a penalty there. So I was looking at the, uh, the the play clock, and it was really close. But he he made it just in time, and then those those guys executed it. What was your opinion of the pick call? Yeah, it, it's a it, like I just said earlier to somebody. It, those are those are bang bang plays. The officials do a good job at at uh, they're being taught on how to call those. And so it was it was um, it was they explained it to me, and and uh, uh, I understand. And then on the substitute. In. Yeah, so that so what, what happened there was, and that's sometimes that you can't. That one's hard because you have the transition of not getting, you have the penalty, and it kicks you back, and then we had an injury, and that's where Bobby was hurt, and so Bobby came out, and it was great communication with our trainers and our um, and our and Tabes, and um, it, we had we were good, we had eleven. And it, I think some of our players on the line noticed that Bobby wasn't out there and thought we had less and we were good. And so now all of a sudden it's a, you know. Urban out on his own? No, uh-uh. No, it was, uh, there was a, the clock's running down. There was just a little miscommunication just between players and coaches because of the norm that they're used to seeing 70 out there. And he wasn't. So now that's what. Bobby got hurt on the two-point conversion. Um, I don't, I don't don't I don't know exactly where where it happened at. What would you like about going for two? Just in that situation, still a lot of time left. Yeah, a lot of time. Um, we that's what we we have. We talked through that, and we knew going into it. Actually, the drive prior um, that in in that situation, well, going into that drive, if we scored, we were going to go for two. So, um, and then unfortunately, we had we had a, a a misalignment on the formation where I had to call a timeout there. So, um, you know, that's that's on me. I want to make sure that our guys understand that and uh we gotta you know we gotta all be better there mitch's first interception did alan run his route a little too deep because it looked like his man was the one that fell off Mm -hmm. they they ran a little bit of a tampa two coverage there where the mike backer plays like the the one high safety and it was just a communication between a rob and and mitch on the the way that they played it so it was um um, that's that's a, sometimes that's what happens, and and you, you don't, you know, you, you you think it might turn out a little bit different with the way they play it and the adjustments to it, but it didn't, so it was unfortunate. What's supposed to happen there? The, well, some a lot of times the mic plays inside leverage on on a Rob, and uh, and then you're able to to 
keep outside leverage. And I, th- I think, I, from what I, I didn't see the, the re- replay of it, but I think he slipped outside of A. Robin and it was just a. So he, was he went inside. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought was good. I thought you felt that, Larry. You know, I thought that, um, and again, credit to all the players on defense, to the coaches uh, for for these guys really fighting. And you felt 52 everywhere today. You really did. He was everywhere. And, um, you know, when we have that, you can feel our game really elevate. And, and that's what it's all about. What stood out to you about the long touchdown to Um I, I think that... Uh, you know, our guys, you, first of all, you have to have protection. So we had that. There was a little play action with it. He ran a hell of a route, a really good route. Mitch made a hell of a throw and stuck it right there. And then he was able to, to finish after that. So it was good. How would you evaluate Mitch's performance tonight? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I just felt like other than he had the he had the interception there um, where I think he would tell you he'd want that back. Um, but But for the most part, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I really want to give him credit for um, running, running the show, right, and, and, and being able to run um, the, the offense. And, and I think that, you know, we have different personnel that come in and out. It's not easy. So we want to try to help him out as much as, can, as we can. But probably a lot of that stuff you all don't see. But he, he did a really good job with that. We were talking last week about a lack of explosives. You did four today that counted. You went to that max protect two man route a couple times today. What did you like about that scheme to get the ball down the field? Yeah, no, it's it's uh, probably by game, but anytime you have that, you want to be able to take advantage of your wide receivers and what they can do against their guys. And you, but you need protection. And and again, some play action. Um, what you know, uh, you just saw it. You felt it. And it when that happens, you have protection. We have some pretty good wide receivers that that can make some plays. Fair to say that you wanted to get the passing point moved a little bit. More today and get Mitch on the, on the perimeter? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, I thought, again, you know, there, there's some strengths that he has doing that, and, and and but for the most part, there was there was a little bit more of that. Hey, what Darryl Darryl does is twice today, A-Rob was able to set a quarterback up just with really great feet, you know, get him standing one way. What is that? How does that enable you as a play caller to make some of those more, more explosive calls down the field? Yeah, it's trust. You know, I, again, I have ultimate trust in him. There's there's not many guys in this league that uh, on the other side of the ball that I, I feel like, you know, he's going to be at a disadvantage advantage against. I, I really love the way he practices and plays. He's a really good one-on-one guy. And then he also understands zones. So he, I mean, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think he had a pretty good third quarter. It seems like Cordero really has an ability to do what he does. It's kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And how valuable is that, what he does at punts? Yeah. So one of the things that I think it's un, that, that could, I, I'm glad you brought him up. What he did today on special teams was second to none. Uh, the way that field position flipped for him to get down there and make those plays, um, watching him there on the gunner, uh, uh, running downfield, making plays, and then he made that saving tackle there on the one punt return. I, I had a click of it. He just he jumped out of nowhere and made a, a saving tackle. So I really appreciate that. That's who he is. He takes a lot of pride in how he does that. And uh, and then of course with Pat with that punt, you know he bombed it. Now, yeah, talking, with some of these mistakes, whether it's a formation or, or yeah. institution, it was pretty late in the season. Mm-hmm. How do you balance the, you know, the victory here with, with, with trying to eliminate some of these things? That yeah, well, number one, we don't accept it. So that's that's the first part is is making sure, okay, how, how can we be better in that area? And so as, as a coaching staff, where are ways that we can prevent that? Communication in and out of the huddle. And then those guys, when we call a personnel, right, when they run to the huddle, making sure they communicate it to, to everybody that's out there so we know who's to come in and who's to come out. But I think it's both sides. And, and uh, you, you know, you don't want uh, coming out with the win, 
you're proud of that, but we want to make sure that that, that I, I think we all pride ourselves, I know I do, in making sure that stuff doesn't happen. Matt, what did you make of Anthony Miller's game today, and then specifically to have Miller and A-Rob get off kind of together and be a little bit more of that receiving court? I liked it, and I think that kind of shows of shows who they who they are. You, f- you felt our passing game today, uh, and and uh, even with a guy like Taylor Gabriel, who maybe doesn't have all the numbers, but he's taken, you know, they know where he's at with his speed, um, and so every every game might be a little bit different, and, and Anthony's done a good job of making sure that he understands the route details, which just like the Rams, you know, with that deeper pass on the, the, the comeback pick. Um, and so when the more of that we can get, the more it's going to open up other guys too. Now with this quick turnaround, how much time do you spend on this game? And how's, how's your schedule over the next 24 hours different? Yeah, so I, again, um, very, very, very little on this game. Um, don't care. It's over with. So now, um, you know, we'll see at some points that they might have attacked us so that it doesn't – they don't take advantage of that next game. But um, – you know, I think that for us, time is of the essence. I mean, there's no time here, so we got to get rolling. Matter of fact, I'll be in there tonight. And two and a half yards per carry on the ground. Today. Yeah. Would you make it a running game? Yeah. It, you know, we had, I think our first run was a nice little 10, 11, 12 yard gain. And, um, this just happened to be one of those games where you could feel that we were moving the ball more through the air. And, and when that, when that's the case, you want to kind of stick to that. So it has nothing to do with, with anything other than that. You'd like to, um, at the, at the end of the game, the four minute there, when it's third and one, those there, we want to get, we want, yeah, we want to get those. A lot of the lines, short yards have been an issue throughout the year. Like, yeah. What, is, what are you putting your thumb on? Like, what, what's, what's the reason? There, it's a combination of both. I think there's, there's some scheme involved and then, and then also, um, there's times where, you know, there's execution. It, it's both sides. So we're not, um, we, we are fully aware of that. We want to. It's not something we're neglecting. It's just a matter of you know we got. We know we got because those are those are crucial downs. You got to you got to get those. What do you think of Mitch's uh, mobility, his movement coming off of the, the way the last week? I thought it, I thought it was better. I mean, you saw some nice runs right up the middle where he extended plays. Uh, it's he's a weapon when he does that, and and so um, you could feel that. You know, it was good. Run the punt too hard there at the end. Is there is there any look in the world that your offense actually snaps the ball there? And and are you what are you hoping to accomplish to there out of ten months? Um, maybe we were thinking about maybe going for it, but um, really, I don't know. Maybe. You talk, do you think I'm going to tell you that? When you talk to your team about goals, do you use the word playoffs? Is that still something? No, you talk about regularly. Never, never. No, we don't. I, you know, we didn't. We didn't do that last year. You know, um, whatever our record was at this time last year. What I what I talked to the team about is um, after the we lost four in a row, and then we won against Detroit. We want to make sure that um, okay. It's on the it's on the Detroit now, right? We just we won today. That it doesn't matter. We got to erase this, and now we got to focus on what's going on this coming week. That's all we can do. Thanks, guys. Thank you, all right, guys. Take care. So you heard him there kind of like in the middle saying that, yes, Mitch deserves a good thumbs up and a pat in the back for running the offense. Usually you hear, like he had the one quote, he had, he had a great throw to Allen Robinson. That was not a great throw to Allen Robinson for the touchdown. It, it just wasn't. It was behind him a, a little bit wobbly too. But running the offense, I don't mean to be making too much out of his his response there, but faint praise, however you want to describe it, I think it's quite telling. Well, I I definitely think that we've seen some frustration from the head coach uh, when it comes to the quarterback. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. I I think I think deep down, if you were to 
you know, inject truth serum into Matt Nagy. He's never going to say it publicly, but he probably has serious doubts about Trubisky going forward. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, it's fair. It's definitely fair. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think he's trying to navigate this as much as possible, but I also think that he needs to, you know, recognize some of his own yeah, he, he, problems. He should feel as, as he's being evaluated as, as much as Trubisky should at because, this point because he was hired to make him a legitimate starter. Right, and at some point, like, a guy's just never going to be good. Fine. Like, I'm not going to... My issue with Nagy right now has less to do with the fact that he hasn't developed Trubisky than it is that he hasn't adapted this offense enough to help him with his limitations. And, you know, you saw some of it today, finally, where they get him on the move a little bit more. There's been hints of, like, all right, here's the I formation, a little bit, things like that. But this is, like, what I tweeted at halftime. To me... What's more alarming than how bad the offense is is the lack of game-to-game adjustments to help fix the offense. Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting a long time to see just some old traditional play action. You've rarely – we've rarely seen that this year. Yeah. Right? But it forget did work for, on forget the deeper. RPO stuff. There's some RPO sprint out stuff. But the tradi- uh, traditional play action was back in in the offense today. And, and that was without even having a running game going. Yeah. Like they averaged, what, two and a half yards per carry? And a lot of that was Trubisky himself. That's a whole other thing. Yes. Look, I don't think he trusts that offensive line. So when you see like these max protect play action plays, you know, where there's only two reads, yes, I think that helps Trubisky where he only has two guys to look at. But it also speaks to the struggles up front. Look, the, the issues on offense are, are widespread. I thought we covered that greatly uh, last week. and But still, yeah, yeah I, I'm telling you, over the next few weeks, it's going to be really interesting to watch this Trubisky-Nagy dynamic to see how it, whether it, it strengthens or unravels. Yeah. I think that's, I, to me, that's the biggest story the rest of the season. It's it's huge, and it's going to determine a lot of what happens in the offseason. So, since we're on that topic, let's hear from the quarterback. And then I have something I want to say about the running game. Uh, a concern of mine that's a little bit more big picture. First, the quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, after the Bears beat the Giants. Mitch, how, how do you balance uh, you know, getting the win, some of the production through the air today, uh, a couple of interceptions as well, a couple of stalled red zone drives, kind of both sides. But how do you balance coming away from it? Happy we won, but it's not good enough. It's not nearly good enough from this offense, from myself. Can't have the turnovers. Got to be better on third down. Got to be better in the red zone. So enjoy the win, but quick turnaround uh, this week, obviously, playing on Thursday. So we just got to find ways to get better and improve and quit making mistakes, uh, especially myself. Mitch, you got A-Rob out of the slot a couple times, matched up on 25. What did you guys like about that matchup coming in? Yeah, we like uh, A-Rob in the slot, especially against the guys that had lined up over him, and he did a great job getting open all day long. And if you put him in favor, matchups he's usually going to win and O-line did a great job giving me time and I just got to give him the ball. What did you see on the, on the touchdown to him? The longer one? Yeah he just ran a great, great route and the safety took the guy uh, going over the middle and then he ran a great route in, in the alley and I could just put it in the spot where he get it and he drove the guy in the end zone so he you know, just big bodied him ran a great route and made a big play for the offense. Mitch, especially the way the season's gone you had the run after drop and the white here penalty nullified the 60 yard play did you feel a little snake bit at that point was there any reaction emotionally for you at all or frustration or anything? No it is what it is um, we all take our turns but 
we're all in this together. So, I mean, I make mistakes. Everybody else makes, makes mistakes. Um, and obviously they get highlighted, especially with the season we're having. But we found a way to win today, and you just got to pick your brothers up. And that's what we did. We kept battling and played a little better in the second half. But overall, I mean, if you take away those mistakes, I got I can't turn over the ball over. Uh, we got to make some catches. We got to play smarter. And um, it, it is what it is, but we got to get better. But the main thing is we stick together. Is that a resilience you've kind of developed through this year? I mean, just having to deal with so much... Yeah, for sure. I think you always you always try to have that resiliency. Um, no matter what happens, it's it's just you and your boys out there. So you know, you're never out of the fight. Just keep battling. Bad things are going to happen, but you can overcome them with good things if you just stick together and believe in the plan. Mitch, on your touchdown run, how mindful were you of finishing the run, knowing that you were going to get probably contact right at the, at the line? Yeah, uh, I wanted that play called down there, especially when they were zoning us, shelling us out down there. Favorable run box. David made a great block. O-line did a great job getting out in front. And when you get down there, you just got to finish run so um, when your number is called you just got to do your job everyone else did theirs so I, f- I felt like I need to finish it off early in the game you took a hit and you looked like you were kind of shaking it off on your right side how long did, it, did that linger at all were you able to kind of get past that quickly yeah I was fine it was just it was actually something else um so yeah I was, I was fine just I walked it off in the second half when they were kind of running you out you seemed to be freelancing a little more what was giving you that you know confidence or what was you know gone to what did you see made it so much easier for you to get open and make passes, even take offensive runs? Uh, I think just guys just doing their jobs, just playing a little faster, getting guys in and out of the huddle, getting to the line of scrimmage, getting, getting um, some good calls out there so the defense doesn't know what's coming, um, keeping, them off, keeping them off balance. And I think anytime you have explosive plays, especially in the past games, it starts to open things up. So uh, the more more times we could do that, it will be will be better. You had some success in the two minute before the end of the first half. Do you feel like that? How, how do you feel like that carried over to the second half? Just getting guys in and out quick like that. Uh, that's what it is. Um, just getting guys in and out, playing fast uh, on, on the ball. They they can't substitute. We're not substituting either. So everybody got everybody knows where their spots are at, and we're playing fast. And uh, I think that's when we play uh, free, and um, guys are getting in the right spots, and guys are making plays. And I'm seeing the defense, and they're not doing a bunch of crazy looks because we're we're going fast and they got to respect that. So um, we did a great job getting points before half, but you'd love to have a touch on there. And, and we got to finish in the red zone the rest of the game. Mitch, you mentioned the turnovers. What happened on the deep ball to Javon? Yeah, just forced. Bad decision. Can't happen. Uh, I thought I could put a little more on it. Couldn't. Um, bad decision. Forced. And uh, the, the play to A-Rob mm-hmm. Matt said it was a bit of a communication issue with um, how maybe the linebacker would play it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you could add to just what you were seeing? Miscommunication between me and A-Rob. I thought he was going to do one thing. He was seeing something else out there, and we fixed it. Got on the same page later on. Um, just one of those instances where you can't force it. We had points in that situation, so um, I tried to give him a chance, but we just weren't on the same page, and it happens. I think this is the fifth consecutive touchdown drive to begin the second half. Is there anything you can put your finger on as to how the offense kind of seems to wake up coming out of the tunnel? Um... You'd like to have that coming out of the tunnel in the first quarter, so we got to figure out a way to do that. But I think just um, come together, have time adjustments, and when things get frustrating, we kind of pull together and have each other's back. So, I mean, enough is enough. It's the sloppiness, the mistakes, everything. It has to stop. We got to get better as an offense. We got too much talent, and we're wasting it because we're hurting ourselves. Um, so, we just got to be better. And if everybody does their job, I think we'll be fine. And I think that's what you see third quarter coming up. Mitch, what stood out about Anthony Miller's game? Yeah, he, he did a great job running his routes, um, getting open, and I was just giving him opportunities. So I think the more amp- opportunities you give Ant, and, um, he's going to make plays for this offense. So I just got to keep finding him. 
Mitch, what are the next 24 hours like for you individually in processing this game and then turning the page to the next one? Watch the film, rest, get some recovery, and get in tomorrow and start on Detroit. Mitch, this isn't the first time that a hurry up, to, you know, up tempo thing has kind of ignited this offense. What what is it? What's the difference for you? What what is it about that for you personally that just makes your game better when you're in that mode? Um. I could just see the defense not thinking as much. Guys are in their spots. You're not worried about the play clock. Um, you, you're just seeing space. You're seeing the defense, and you're kind of just reacting. And it's, it's something I've been doing my whole life, so it's more natural for me. But if I mean, it shouldn't be any different than on the huddle. I mean, on the ball, no huddle, and coming out of a huddle. If we just have that tempo and urgency, and everybody is mindful of doing their jobs, it, it should have the same result. But I think just the um, just the comfort level that we have with our two-minute offense is, is the strength of our offense right now. What are some positives from this game that you'd like to carry over to Detroit? We scored more points on them, but it's not good enough. Um, we got to be better in the red zone. we got to be better on third down. we got to be better as an offense. Um, and today we found a way to score more points on them. So we just got to watch it, get better, and quit making mistakes. You had to redirect a couple times coming out of the huddle today. Just what, what was going on in some of the calls when you guys broke the huddle and you had to say, hey, this out of the formation, switch around, like just call not coming out right or what was it just miscommunication on offense so we just got to fix that it's got to be cleaner procedure getting personnel in um guys knowing their spots and being a smarter offense you guys talked about moving the passing point a little bit today and more of a concerted effort to do that how do you feel like that affected the game for you and your production i think it's good i think i'm comfortable throwing on the run i think it helps out our o-line moving the pocket so it's not drop back all the time and i think our receivers like it because they get a little more time to run the routes so um it's a good it's a good way to mix it up, uh, move the pocket, take a little pressure uh, off the O line, and um, create big plays. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Thanks, Mitch. Did he sound like a winning quarterback to you? Not no. to me. Very tense, returns contrite. Any words you want to use there? Just to not seem happy with the win whatsoever. And again, like you brought it up earlier, it's a disappointing season, and in a way, this is like a disappointing win. They know they should have wiped the floor. With the Giants. They are the superior team. Do you hear Trubisky say like they're wasting their offensive talent? Yeah. He's right. He's right. All right, so that might be a good segue to my concern here. David Montgomery, 13 carries, 22 yards, 1.7 yards per carry. And look, no one has bashed the run blocking more than me this year. It's been downright awful. So I'm not pinning the whole thing on the running backs by any means. But if you look at what's been going on the last couple games, Montgomery's been getting less and less run out there on the field. He's been giving Cohen more opportunities. And a lot of times with a rookie... You'll hear a coach blame the pass protection to explain that. His pass pro's good. Yeah, and actually had a really good block today. He's, the tape is good yeah. for Montgomery. And when Nagy was asked about it, it was either two weeks ago or last week, he actually praised him for it. You know, he could have used that as the excuse, and he's not doing that. Montgomery, t- 
It, like, there was one play today, it was a third and short, I believe, where Leno, it might not have even been third down, but it was a short yard situation, and Leno got pushed, like, straight backwards into him, almost. And Montgomery just kind of went down right at the line of scrimmage. And to me, like, Saquon Barkley would at least dodge that situation. I'm not saying he would, he probably would have only gotten the three or four yards, but he, he just, it just, Montgomery went down so easily. And this is a guy that they've that that's been praised for not going down easily ever. And earlier in the season, I was like seeing a lot of runs where like he was only in three or four yards, but it was really like running twelve. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, this is a running back doing everything he can, and he's had some of those moments. But I don't know. It's almost like since Mike Davis was gone, Montgomery hasn't looked as good to me, and. The way Nagy's using him has been kind of suspicious to me as well. Yeah. I, I, something to watch there. I didn't like the third and one to him in the four-minute situation at the end of the game. Just a slow-developing play, like with the delayed handoff. Just get north and south as fast as you can. Heck, you saw Trubisky running today. Why not sneak it? That was yeah. less than a yard. Yeah. Third and one has been a problem. Uh, did you see what Kareth White did today? I heard he had some success out there. Six carries. I pulled it up here. Six carries, 43 yards, uh, long of 21. And, you know, that was the guy the Steelers signed off uh, the Bears practice squad. But, like, as as everybody overreacts to that on Twitter, let me me tell you something. Kareth White is not getting anything in this offense. Yeah. Anything. Jim Brown would have trouble running out behind this offensive line. I don't think I'm exaggerating. No, you're right. I'm not. You mentioned no. look, and, and and I get it's fair to point out what's going on with David Montgomery and his lack of success, but there is no push whatsoever from this offensive line ever. But but here's my problem. I don't think the Bears missed Jordan Howard. I want to make that clear. But they essentially used a third and sixth round pick to upgrade at running back. They said Jordan Howard's not a great fit in the system. We're trading him we're trading him away. Um well they got a six round pick. I'm sorry. Right? They get a six round pick back. But then they use a third to um draft at Montgomery. Okay, so they basically I don't know, exchanged a third for a six, let me put it that way. Because they used the six to get Montgomery. Well what is really the upgrade? I mean, he's a little bit better of a pass catcher. But in terms of how he's getting used, 13 carries, getting even less yeah. yards per I, carry. I, I, I know what you're saying, but to me, it just starts up front. Like it, no, I know, but it's like, so consistently manhandled by defense. It doesn't even man, like the Giants are, are an awful defense. Awful. Well, I guess my point is like it's sort of like what Trubisky said the talent's being wasted. Well, like that draft pick was kind of wasted. Yeah. Like you use your first pick of the year. You had, it was the third round because you traded the other ones for Mac. And like this guy's not doing anything. Whether it's his fault or the offensive line's fault or the offensive coordinator's fault, or you know, it just seems like another wasted piece of talent. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. That sums up the not the NFL, the Bears' offense this year. Yeah. Um, all right, we need to get out of here. I do need to bring up one big controversy we have, and we might need a Hogan Johns investigation on this one. Remember at our live show a couple weeks ago. Our friend from Tennessee brought up the story about Tyler Bray. Was that an acting class, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he came in with like a sign. He like, well, I, I'm forgetting the specifics. 
Either way, he was in an acting class with Tyler Bray. Tyler Bray, and there was something about him wearing a sign over himself for this theater class. Well, Tyler Bray denies this happened. Pretty adamantly, too. <laughs> From a nice casual conversation. I was with, not there. Just, just please share. <laughs> well, Kevin Fishbane and I, you know, we were just talking to him, and we brought this up. And the conversation went from very jovial to, that didn't happen. <laughs> I don't know. I want to know what you're doing with, with your time when you're talking to Tyler Bray during a work week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Hey, I'm getting to the bottom <laughs> of important issues for our podcast listeners. All right? This is where we're at. This is where we're at. This is, this is oh, groundbreaking journalism here, all right? <laughs> so you can only get here on this stupid podcast. <laughs> I had this through today. Did you see Staley drop the uh, oh, yeah. wide-open touchdown yeah. pass in the kids mm-hmm. versus mascot game? Mm-hmm. Fits. By the way, they ran a nice play. They flipped it back to uh, Clark the Cub <laughs> on the uh, lateral, and then he threw a bomb to Southpaw. Little Clark. Cubs, the White Sox action. Clark the Cub is like, the, the like. why does he even exist? I know we got to go know. here, but now we're on the mascot well, talk. And he doesn't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which Mickey just, Mouse didn't wear pants. No, Mickey Mouse didn't wear Donald Duck didn't wear pants. Just awkward. All right, we need to get out of here. Bears win. Hey, at least they won. Five and six. They should win against the Lions. I'm assuming they'll be Six favored. and six, baby. But uh, I got to say right now as I'm looking at this, I kind of think the Lions are going to win. Tuesday, double pods for you. The Bears All-Decade team on the Athletic and your Bears-Lions Thanksgiving preview. Uh, on everywhere else you listen to your podcast, including WGNRadio.com. Um, but the great thing about that is double the listening for you as you get in the car, travel to wherever you're going this weekend for Thanksgiving. Oh, it's a great episode to listen on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you definitely want to listen to the one, obviously, previewing the game before the game. But the all-decade team one can kind of fall back a little bit. Or you can listen to it at any point in the weekend. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Follow us on Twitter. Read us. Rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing all that. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. See ya. Oh, man. We just both need a cheeseburger. <laughs>